What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Callie Moe, hitting you with another edition of Conversations with Callie. It has been a while since I have talked to you guys. Um, my website has been down. I've been trying to edit and upload uh, pre-recorded podcasts, uh, conversations that I had with some friends of mine. I haven't been successful with that. Um, yeah, so it's just been a lot. Uh, but I'm definitely wanted to just share something with you guys. Oh, wait, before I get into today's topic, I want to say I hope you guys um, are enjoying your summer. Um, it's been pretty hot here in Chicago. And you guys that that live around Chicago or in Chicago, you know that we have the worst winters and we have some pretty excruciating summers. It's pretty, it's humid here all year round. So we get the worst of both. There's never really a in the middle or mild temperatures. But nonetheless, it's a day above the ground. And I'm grateful um, that I'm able to talk to you guys. Um, I hope your week is doing is is going well. My week is all right. It's a little rocky. It's you know, it's life, right? But it's all good. Another day above the ground. I can't complain. Um, anywho, <laughs> I wanted to just talk to you guys about judging, and it's something that I noticed that I do. Um, and I'm not proud of it, you know, but I think on this platform, I think I've been uh, transparent enough where I have been able to share with you guys um, just like things that have been on my heart. And um, I noticed that I judged um, my parents. I've judged um, men that I've been in relationships with. I have judged friends and one day I sat down and I was like why are you judging people like what is that about or um or being very critical um and I know this is not a justification for it but something I am aware of with myself I am very um critical I'm very analytical and I overthink and I think about things and why things are the way they are or why they aren't and it affects me um it affects me. Um, and so sometimes me trying to analyze a situation, I, um, I'm judgmental y'all and I don't like it and it's not cool. Um, and I know that I'm probably not the only one. Um, that is like that, but it's very annoying. And, you know, the definition of being judgmental is having or displaying an excessively critical point of view, fault finding, disapproving, negative, hypercritical, scathing, you know, it's just, it's really a mess. And with that judgmental characteristic about myself, I noticed that me judging other people was really showing me like the unhealed areas of myself, right? I'm gonna give you guys an example. So um I spent too much time actually judging my parents, why they weren't good parents, why whatever, whatever, right? For you guys that have listened to past podcasts, you know why. I mean I'm not and I know I'm not the only one and I don't want to ever play the victim. I know a lot of people struggle with relationships with their parents. Uh and I've been very transparent about mine. Um I've never had a good relationship with my dad. Um, me and my mother were okay with each other. We, I think we just tolerated each other in the spaces we were in. Um, and we just lacked 
just kind of like a bond or connection. But to the outside world, it looked like we did, but we really didn't. We just lived in the same space. And so we were forced to be around each other. But that didn't mean that we knew each other or that we know each other. Um, And I find myself sometimes doing things that my mom did. And that's why I know that I have to... Um, I'm getting emotional about this. This is crazy. (laughs) Live, I don't ever like get emotional while I'm recording. But hey, you know, this is transparent talk. This is the reality. And I want to share that with people who are struggling with this. Um, um, yeah. So my, um, I found myself doing things that my mother did, um, And that's why I have to get healed. And that's why you have to get healed in certain areas. Because if you don't, you will become the very thing that you hate. And I know you guys probably have heard that. Um, but um, it's true, you know. And one of the things that I despised with my mom was that my mom, growing up, my mother was very judgmental and overcritical of me. Anything I wore, what I had on, Um you know, um, I'm going to be really transparent today. So it, you know, it is what it is, but, um, um, there are times where, um, I recall being a kid, a young adult, teenager or whatever, and going, you know, just going shopping or whatever. And my mom would be with me and she would be like, Oh, you know, you're too fat for that. Or, um, you need to lose weight, you know, and I mean, evidently, you know, Anybody that knows me in person, I'm not a thin girl. I've never been a thin girl. Neither am I okay with being overweight because it's not healthy. Um, But that's my plight. Kind of pretty much been that way my whole life. I've always been overweight. Um, Or, yeah, overweight for my size as a kid. And then as I got older, more recently, probably in the last year, and a half my doctors have you know diagnosed me as being obese so I definitely have a lot of work to do when it comes to weight loss anywho um my mother you know would critique me about that and I noticed my mother's critique she didn't mean she didn't mean to come off like that but really she didn't want me to become what had happened to her and my grandmother My grandmother died, her mother died when she was 45 years old because she was obese. There's no way that we should be dying at 45. And my grandmother had two two daughters, adult daughters, my mother and my aunt, and they had children, small children at that. Um, And she gave up and left them and died. You know, my grandmother very well should have been alive to this day, but because of weight, right? My mother experienced issues with her weight because of um, some unexpected tragedies and things happened to her. So she had her own traumas because of that. She didn't want me to become that. So I understood it. Right. Or, um, you know, I was always a good student in school. I, um, I was a part of a lot of things and I kept myself busy in school because it made me feel important. It made me feel validated. It, it fed my ego, but some of it wasn't necessarily in tune with my purpose, but I did it because I needed to feel good and being busy and being a part of, of things made me feel that way. Um, and my mother, you know, she just was critical. I just felt like nothing was really good enough for my mom. Um, 
you know, and I mean, I can admit this. I've, I made terrible relationship, um, choices, you know, I dated men who my mother could see, you know, really didn't want to be with me. I loved them more than they loved me. And, you know, and she would voice her concern about that. And I sometimes would take that as her being judgmental, being critical, but it was really, my mother was trying to stop me from repeating the things that she did with my father and other men that she had dated. So I get it. Uh, but because I despise it so much, though, what I found out as an adult, I'm very critical and judgmental and give my opinion when I shouldn't, when people don't even ask for it. Um, and a lot of that, you know, I realize it's because I despise it in my mother. It um it shows up in other places. And then the other epiphany that I had this week, you guys, was one about uh, dating relationships. Um, I was talking to a good friend of mine, shout out to Amina, love her. She's a great friend. Um, and I was talking to her about how it seemed like I have a pattern in dating relationships where men cheat on me. And I know when I wrote my book, her fume, I kind of talked about that. That was the premise for that book. Like I am attracting what I am. What is my fume? What, what scent am I wearing? Like, you know, and I know a part of my scent was being desperate, wanting to be loved, low self-esteem, um, abandonment issues, daddy, mama issues, all of that. It definitely, um, was a, was a scent, right? And a lot of men since that it could pick up on it and was like, Hey, you know, let me take advantage of that. But then I started talking to her, my friend Amina about how, you know, I would get in these relationships with these men and they would cheat. Right. And, um, I would judge them and be like, Oh, you know, he, you know, you a cheater, you a liar, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm, I guess I'm a judging, judging them, so to speak. Um, but then I had to look, um, internally and look at myself, you know, I too, uh, desire attention from other people, right. Outside of a relationship, rather, and mine would come in the form of flirting, right? Um, or posting selfies and wanting, you know, men to compliment me um, on um, my looks, right? Um, and essentially, I didn't realize that the men who were cheating on me in relationships—that's essentially what they were doing. They were getting validation from from other women, right? So I was so busy judging them about their actions that I didn't realize that I too was pretty much kind of doing the same thing. It just looked different, right? Um, There have also been times where I've noticed I've judged, I've judged uh, friends. You know, I remember uh, being a little bit younger and um, I had a friend who went through a abusive relationship and I totally judged her and was like, I would never, I would never deal with a man that does that to me and la, 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 la. And a few years later, I found myself in the same exact situation. And I said all of that to say this, to say a couple things. The first thing is never say what you won't do unless you're in that person's shoes, right? Also, don't ever prejudge a situation uh, before it's time, right? Because things change. Um, sometimes you don't have all the information and you speak before you should on a matter. Right. And then the third thing is 
let's spend more time healing ourselves than judging others because me calling out somebody else's dirt is really a reflection of my own stuff that I haven't dealt with and that's you know that's that's pretty much the thought that I came uh to um in a nutshell and then the the other part you know guys because I don't like doing long podcasts at all because I don't like listening to people talk for more than 20-30 minutes so I try to keep my podcast short and I'm going to honor that um so I'm briefly going to introduce part two of this thought and then I'm gonna come back next week and give you guys just some more my own life examples or whatever of what that looks like but part two of this thought is this y'all um I also found myself uh, being overly busy, right? Just always, excuse me, wanting um, to be busy. And I was like, what is that about? You know, what's, where is that coming from? And I, you know, I want to know, like, how many of you guys can really relate to that? I know sometimes we're busy because, you know, we we just have a lot of things on our plate. But then sometimes I feel like we're busy because it masks or it distracts us from acknowledging what we need to acknowledge. Right. And. Basically, feeling the need to be busy, what I come to realize is that feeling the need to be busy all the time is just like a trauma response and a fear-based distraction from what I'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if I slowed down. Um, And, you know, that's something that I learned even, you know, from, like I said, judging people or learning that I have things that are unchecked in myself. There are unhealed areas in myself that I haven't dealt with. Um... And I noticed that it came up a lot in the work that I was. I was really, really a busy, busy young adult teenager, really involved um, in school, school organizations and things like that. I was also really involved in like church work, ministry work and just being busy or feeling the need to be busy because I didn't want to really want to deal with my abandonment issues. I didn't want to deal with the fact that I didn't want to uh, grieve relationships of not having a relationship with my father, not having a successful dating relationship, not having a relationship with my mother, not having close friendships, not um, loving myself the way I needed to. All of these things impacted me in a way that I never knew that they could. So next week, I'm really going to dive into that feeling the need to be busy all the time. And how that's just, that was my trauma response and it was a fear-based distractions. So I didn't have to deal or acknowledge or feel. So that's y'all. That's it. That's my soapbox. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for inviting me into your homes, to your cars, into your ears. Thank you for spending time with me. Um, And I look forward to talking to you guys next week on another edition of Conversations with Callie.